This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 17. Last week, we discussed what living intentionally can entail. What does living our bucket list mean and how do we do that now instead of waiting for some future time when we think we will have unlimited time and resources? We lived what being in the present moment could bring to us. We discussed the joy that we can receive from connecting to ourselves in the present moment. There's truly power from being intentional and living an empowered life. This week, I want to continue this conversation and connect it to what it means to own our voice, to know our value and our worth. How do we get over the internal thought that somehow we don't belong, that everyone else belongs at the table? But there's something more that we have to do, that we have to be in order to be enough. I'm talking about the sense of imposterism that can affect each and every one of us in different circumstances. And the thought that I would like to offer that I constantly remind myself is I do belong at the table and I don't have to be anything more than what I already am. That I have a voice that is different and unique, that it is part of my responsibility to speak up and to share what is important to me. Because somewhere out there, there's someone who also feels just like me feeling alone, feeling like they're not enough and they don't have a voice. And by speaking up, by owning my truth, by knowing my worth and my value, what I'm doing is giving wings to all those who feel like their voice is not heard. It is giving an opportunity for someone else to step up into the arena and say, I also feel this way. I also want to share my experience. By empowering each other, by sharing and holding space for each other, we're able to create both an energetic flow within our own lives and our own generation, but also for the younger generation who's looking to us, who's looking to see what are their options? What are thoughts and beliefs that they can borrow, they can utilize, that they can explore to see how this life could be happening for them and not to them. This is the perfect discussion for my special guest today as we explore what it means to live our authentic life. As we continue this journey of self-discovery and building tools to live our best life, I hope you'll tune in for future episodes and I look so forward to connecting with each and every one of you. I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Dr. Ursula Lang. Hi, Ursula. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Serene. So happy to be here. This is amazing. I'm so excited to have you here. We've had so many conversations.
conversations and it's been really fascinating just talking about our journeys and how we transition from different areas of our life and really how we interweave them. So I'd love to hear a little bit, if you could share for our listeners, a little bit about your journey and how you have navigated being a physician, being an entrepreneur, being a mom, being a coach, all of these hats that you wear. And especially if there have been any situations of burnout or overwhelm, if you could share, that'd be great. That's absolutely, I'd love to. So I'm trained as a physician scientist. So I went the MD, PhD route, was in the lab for five years, got my graduate degree and medical degree, and then decided to pursue pathology, specifically dermatopathology. So just Mm -hmm. skin pathology, because (laughs) I was very focused, laser focused. I wanted to study what I was doing my clinical on. Mm -hmm. So I knew skin biopsies, you just biopsy all day and all night. We have so Mm -hmm. much access to tissue. And then really the question in my field was melanocyte, melanocytic lesions were challenging. So I love the idea of transitioning all that stuff that we didn't know in in the clinic Mm -hmm. to the lab. So the bench, and I was laser focused, like I know exactly my path. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to apply for the grants. And really, I didn't consider anything else. I think really COVID woke me up to everything. It was like, you're on this highway and then there's this huge collision and you can't Mm -hmm. get going anywhere. You're like, you're at home. You're with your kids now. The lab shut down. There were so many variables that we think we know our life, what our life, our future is going to look like. And then you realize you really don't know. There's so much Mm -hmm. uncertainty. And so I think I dealt with uncertainty in science pretty well. But it was the, and maybe I was able to take some of those skills to being curious about what am I going to do now? What are the possibilities? At that point, I'd already been getting coached myself personally for four years. So I knew Mm -hmm. what coaching was. I think I was able to shift really nicely because of coaching. And I started asking, I really started thinking about my identity and what am I making it mean that I'm a physician scientist? What am I making it mean that I need to get the NIH grants? What am I making the the fact that all the racial and social injustice movements were happening at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. asking myself, my Latina identity, what does that mean to me? And Mm -hmm. where can I make a difference? So I think all these things culminated in me deciding coaching was something I wanted to share with the world, with my Mm -hmm. people. And how part of the reflection a lot of people did around the time of George Floyd's murder was, I just want to help. I want to do all the things. I want to go fix it. When really it was, what can I do right now around me as an individual? So Mm. I think that's really close to my heart when I think about coaching. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's true. We do want to make a difference and we want to change the injustices that we see really beyond the sort of global or national level, I think if every day, if each of us said, okay, what are the things that I can do right now in my life, in my everyday life, locally, whether it's in my community or at my job, or even teaching children, right? Or increasing our own awareness and all of those things are possibilities. I think we forget how much power we really have to do things. There are so many little steps, day-to-day things that we can do that can make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was really a beautiful thing to recognize. We feel so powerless sometimes Mm -hmm. when things are falling down around us. You mentioned (laughs) burnout as being something to address. So I wanted to touch on that. I definitely saw a lot of burnout in scientists, physician scientists. It was one of those things where in academics, the clock starts ticking and then you start questioning, does this time count or (laughs) is it going to be held against me? And so there was a lot of questioning, a lot of overwhelm, dealing with uncertainty, all those things in the scientific community. And I 
ironically, this is the exact community that we relied on to get the right. vaccine to ha- give us hope, right, mm-hmm. for the future. And yet I saw nobody helping the scientists and physician scientists with their mental health, with giving them support. Yes, we're posting on Facebook, go scientists. These are the yeah. heroes. It's part of their people too, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And one of the things that I would love to just explore in that space is, so when we talk about burnout that we are seeing and have been seeing for many years, but especially accelerated and focused during this time of pandemic for physicians and healthcare providers overall, the things that they have gone through, the challenges, the doubt that is this even real and, and the personal risks that they've had to take, the professional risks, all of those things that they've had to do. I would love to know just how do we recover from that? Because I think we need to have that conversation now as we talk about more and more opportunities for vaccinations. There's more opportunities coming up for the world to open back up. When the world opens back up, it's not going to be the same as it was before because a lot of things have changed. But specifically, I think we need to talk about the mental health, the burnout, the struggles that are that have been put on hold because people are like, okay, survival mode, we just got to get it done. But then when survival mode and all the adrenaline wears off and survival mode is over, we're going to have to address this. I think it's a huge topic and just starting the conversation of where do we go with this and how do we help each other in our community, but also how do we get more help externally to come in so we can actually acknowledge and be compassionate to the changes that are needed? Yeah, that's an amazing question. And I think one that we really need to start thinking of now, getting ahead of it. So I've been seeing a lot more talk and a lot more resources and attention and basically intentionality being put at institution, at an institutional Mm -hmm. level, but also just among our friends and this coaching community has been totally life-saving, right? It's Yeah, it's been the connections with people. And I don't know how we can really reproduce that kind of a thing in a work setting. It's a Mm -hmm. little tricky, I think, because what we create here with coaching is really such a safe space and it requires us to be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. what we've been through. And that's, and that sometimes isn't quite compatible with your coworkers and your boss and people that you have, like you do put that into a different box in your life, right? You are a certain way at work. And then for you to really process all this and really start recovering from the burnout and coming out of it and thriving again, I think it's going to require a lot of intentionality about having a plan, but also having external resources Mm -hmm. available. Like that is just so important. The trust and the ability to be vulnerable and to really get through all the trauma, it just needs to be at the forefront of everyone's mind right now. Yeah, I love that. And and I think that is where it needs to be. So hopefully maybe someone hearing this will be part of the administration or that there is a growing audience just to understand even that there has been trauma and healing that does require the intentionality and bringing coaching to institutions and bringing external resources that will help because if we don't have healthy healers, it's hard to maintain the health of our nation. So I think that that's going to be a key thing moving forward. And hopefully we will all be a part of it and we'll be vocal and what are the needs. But I agree with you. I think we need to, we need more than just us saying, oh yeah, we need help. We need those external resources to come in and support us in that journey. And if not, I think in the next five years or so, the burnout and the loss of physicians, both to burnout and leaving medicine or those types of things. And even, I mean, we've experienced the loss 
loss of colleagues due to suicide and other trauma that really is just not acceptable. We need to do better than that. So I think that's a space that we need to just continue the conversation and keep engaging and keep pulling in the resources. And I do believe that this is actually, that there is a better recognition than there's ever been before. So hopefully we can use that momentum to move forward and, and create some changes so we can have a healthier work environment where we are able to be great physicians because we are healthy and whole ourselves. 100%. I completely agree. I think everything that's happened in this, I don't know if we'll have time to get to this, but identity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's it's talk like, about that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, tell me, we talked a little bit earlier about what that means and how we each come with our own identity. Like we're struggling with finding who are we, where do we belong? And if we have, if we're not mainstream or just like everyone else, and we hide parts of ourselves because we're not sure that part will belong. And I feel like so much of your work is focused on that. So I'd love to hear your perspective and, and just when you talk about identity and owning that and the boxes that we find ourselves being pulled into, how do we really navigate that? And for someone who's listening, who may be thinking, who am I? And, and you think that when you're in your 40s, you know who that is. I feel like I'm still figuring it out. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing space for this. It's so important to own your identity and know your value, your worth, that your voice is unique. Mm -hmm. And because it's unique, and because your perspective is unique. That's honestly, that's how I've told myself to speak up because nobody in the room looks like me or mm -hmm. maybe like I do or has my background. So I think each of us in thinking about this, the boxes you mentioned, we can put ourselves in a lot of different boxes. I identify as a physician scientist. I identify as a Latina physician and also a mom, a wife, like a lot of boxes. Mm -hmm. So I think part of the challenge is really knowing that regardless of that box you're in, you're still uniquely you and those things integrating together are going to, it means that you, your voice is needed. Mm -hmm. I think we sometimes get into this thought that somebody else in my box is speaking for us. I don't mm -hmm. have to say anything or their thoughts about this are the valid ones. I think before, before really owning my voice, there was a lot of that, I guess, imposter syndrome to some degree, but I think a lot of it comes down to self-worth self-confidence, loving yourself, like these key principles. Mm -hmm. I think that really allows us to be brave and vulnerable and speak up despite it being a little scary at first. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said no one else in the room looks like me. So I have to speak up because not all of us want to speak up in a community. But when we think that our voice is so unique and there is someone else who may perhaps be feeling that isolation or, or that feeling of maybe I don't belong here. Maybe my voice doesn't have that same validity or worth. That's actually, that's an empowering reason to speak up. Because even if we don't really want to speak up, you think, okay, what if me speaking up makes one person, one other person in the room feel not so alone? Maybe me speaking up will help someone else believe, yeah, maybe they could do it too. I remember I've had a few students share with me that they didn't think that they could be a surgeon because of all of these boxes that they had considered themselves to be. They saw me and they felt like, oh, 
she looks like me or she, she has, especially when they hear that I have children or that I'm an immigrant and all, all of these things, they're like, oh, there are other others who are doing this. Sometimes when we hide our story or hide our truth, because we think, oh, no one wants to hear it. We're also hiding all of those potentials and opportunities and really connecting with others who are on a similar journey. Maybe not exact. We're not all the same, but I think speaking up really does give value and space in a way that, that I actually never really realized. I didn't know that's the difference it would make. I just started speaking up because I'm like, I'm not speaking up and I, I, I still don't feel like I belong. So maybe if I speak up, maybe if I ask for what I want or need, that it would make a difference. So that's how I started speaking up, just trying to find my own way, just trying to find who I am and where I belong. And then all of this sort of strategic byproducts or whatever you want to call them is that it has helped so many others who felt like they didn't belong either. And then they found a way to think differently, to shift that perspective and say, hmm, maybe I could create something as well. Yeah, that's beautiful, Serena. I think what you're doing is amazing. I love that you're representing your identity and being an example for others, really. That's really what I'm doing as well. And I'm just so inspired by everything that's that it's creating in the world. So mm-hmm. I think when we think back to your original question about what we can do, mm-hmm. I think looking for areas of creation, creativity, connection, like all those things are where I think the magic happens, where we can look for hope and create it for ourselves, empower ourselves to make what we want in our life. So you're doing that and it's amazing. I love it. Thank you. Honestly, I didn't believe it was possible until I saw others doing it too. So I think that in a way we all uplift and empower each other. And so it's everyone else's work that gave me the hope. Maybe I could also do this. And if if what I'm doing does it for others, then no, really, I'm just passing the torch. So it's all interconnected. I would love to hear a little bit more about some of the work that you're doing, especially your podcast, because I know you mentioned creating that space and starting starting that discussion and really engaging with others in our community to own our identity and and figure out what are things that we can do is so powerful. So I'd love to hear a little bit more. Yes, absolutely. When I was asking the question, what can I do? I reached out just to my immediate coaching friends and said, Hey, I want to make a difference in the Latina community. Mm -hmm. I want to get back to that specific group of people. And Vanessa Calderon, she's my my dear friend now, podcast partner. (laughs) Oh, it's so fun. She raised her hand. She said, Mm -hmm. me too. That's what I want to do too. Let's partner. And it's really that simple. It's just putting it out in the world, asking, Mm -hmm. having your intention out in the world, sharing and waiting for somebody to raise their hand, say me too. If you Mm -hmm. want to partner, you don't have to. You're doing it. You're plowing Mm -hmm. the (laughs) Plowing the way on your own. And I think that's very brave. I have always, even from medical school, I've always been <laughs> the type of person who's my study uh-huh. buddy, who's my partner. And to me, it's just, it adds to the fun and the mm-hmm. different perspective and doing it that way. So we started an online Facebook community, Latina Docs. Mm-hmm. And anybody out there listening wants to join, we'd love to have you. It's just a space where we didn't overthink it, to be honest. We mm-hmm. made this name, Latina Docs, and we just went mm-hmm. start by starting, let it create. So we have quite a nice community now there. We just share our stories. I think stories is a huge thing right now. Just Mm. really sharing with everyone else what you've been through, what it's Mm -hmm. been like. And so people know. So we do that there. We also have our Fiesta 
Fridays. I'm all about the salsa music, the dancing. <laughs> that is me. That is my idea. And that's what I think about when I think Latina. It turns out it's not what everyone thinks about with Latina. And I'm learning as I go that even though I identify as a salsa dancing Latina, not everyone does. And that mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. So again, I'm also trying to be more intentional about not putting boxes, but also just showing up as this is who I am. This is mm-hmm. how I identify. And you can pick and choose whichever one you want to identify as. Mm-hmm. So I think intersectionality comes up a lot of what different pieces of each thing am I? And I'm putting them all together and that's what makes me unique and special. So anybody can just sign up if you identify as a Latina doc, as whatever that means to you and come. We we also are now, we've, we're in the launching phase of our Latina docs coaching program and it's six weeks. It's going to be amazing. We have a lot of good content there. It's going to be group coaching and it's just a, and also a chance to build sisterhood and just mm-hmm. have a safe space to share and to grow, to get over the trauma, maybe to just know you're not alone, all those things. Love that is so exciting. And what a great way to hold space and create that, create that magic. So I'm so excited to hear more about your journey and your adventures. And I love this philosophy of sharing stories because I think sharing stories, we as humans connect the stories. It's just the way I think our brain works. We remember things related to stories. Sometimes we remember all these little details and also it helps us feel alone because we realize, okay, maybe it's not the exact story, but someone sharing how they struggled when they were an intern and was a new mom. It helped me realize, you know what? I mean, the challenges that I have, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me or that I wasn't a good enough mom or I wasn't a good enough intern because when I was going through that, I felt so alone. It it really was like, I was the only one in my class who had a child. And so we're struggling. We just want to be good at what we do but I was in a box that didn't really belong in that or I felt like I didn't belong in that space so I think sharing stories is a great way for us to be connected and even if it is that's the beauty of social media even if it's not really someone in my program but uh, I just think how life-changing it would have been for me to be connected to a few other just maybe one other mom who was also an intern and may have been sharing the journey absolutely I think that the Facebook community is there for anybody who wants to join and just come and then also the, you mentioned the podcast, I didn't actually mm-hmm. address it. Yeah. The podcast also is just one, one way, again, of just putting out our perspective on some of these coaching topics. Mm-hmm. So we sometimes, sometimes think, oh, that's out there. That's a podcast that's already mm-hmm. been done, but it hasn't been done in my voice with mm-hmm. my perspective. And I think that's really where the hurdle of anybody out there wanting to start a podcast, it really is about amplifying your voice. Like you now you have a platform, it's just so accessible. And so Vanessa and I have a lot of fun on that. We pick topics, we introduce our stories interwoven within that. And we hope that it makes an impact and that somebody listening knows that Mm -hmm. we've been through this and Mm -hmm. maybe they have too. So I think that's, again, just very powerful. I love that. Thank you. And I will include that information in the show notes too. So everyone will have a chance to listen in or hear the podcast. So if you could go back in time and you could tell yourself, tell your younger self something, what would it be? I really think I would tell her that I love this question, by the way, I would tell her that to trust yourself, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. And I think, yeah, just having the confidence to know that we'll figure it out no matter what comes, you'll figure it out. And to reach out for support. And I did, I actually did this along the way to reach out for support, but I don't know that I would change anything. Like it's mm-hmm. just fully embracing where we are now where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I guess to alleviate some of that anxiety, just tell her you're going to have an amazing life because you're going to trust yourself and you're going to just reach out when you need help. And people, 
are going to love you along the way and just have faith in that. I love that. And, you know, trusting ourselves and I always imagine, oh, I'm hugged by love today. Yes, I know when I get up at the board, especially when you're having a hard day, just say, how does it feel when you're hugged by love? And just feeling the, feeling the trust in that moment and knowing that, you know, we're doing what is best for ourselves, right? Because we always worry, whatever you mentioned, the anxiety, right? It's true. What if I'm making the wrong decisions? What if this is wrong for me? And you know what, whatever you choose, like that is the right decision for you. And yes, when we live in that trust, I think is such a beautiful thing. So thank you for highlighting that. I love it. Now, if, if you could choose a tool, say, what's your favorite tool that you use to bring yourself back to the moment? What is a tool that you use when you're maybe struggling or you're having thought spirals and mind drama, or you just need to be reconnected? What's a good tool for you? So I don't know if it's a tool per se, but it's a little bit of a a mantra or just a Mm -hmm. reminder thought Mm -hmm. is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And we talk about this in our podcast of like physical touch as being Mm -hmm. something that we do to calm. We calm Mm -hmm. a baby, we touch. Mm -hmm. We as humans can also become So I literally will either give myself a hug or just put my hand over my chest and say, deep breath, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And that usually calms me down. I'm not supposed to be anywhere else. This is okay right here in the moment. Because I think when you said the things are, everything's going on (laughs) every year, it's usually a lot of mind drama about where we're supposed to, we're supposed to do it this way or that way. We're not supposed to be doing something that we're doing. So I just like that as my reminder. Thank you so much for sharing. One more question. When you think back to the last year and you think all of the things that have happened, is there any mindset shift or perspective change that you've had? Maybe a way of thinking that you had before the pandemic, if you will. And then, and then since then. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't even recognize myself a year ago. The joke of hindsight's 2020, right? It really is just, I am amazed at where I was and where I am now. Because as I mentioned from when we started talking, the physician scientist track is very one lane focus. Mm -hmm. You go and you know what you're supposed to do. Now I'm just like seeing all the walls break down. Like anything is possible. You want it in your life, you can create it. I truly am like in my space of power. It sounds cliche, right? But (laughs) this really is this letting go and not forcing my life into any box anymore. Mm-hmm. You, I'm not apologizing for it either. We, I think part of my mind shift had to be, I've spent 20 years on this track. I've had numerous mentors along the way who have written me countless letters of recommendation. I've written countless personal statements. Mm-hmm. I've written grants, papers, like all the things. I've checked mm-hmm. all the boxes. I'm at the top institution for my field. Mm-hmm. I have leaders who are writing the books teaching me. Mm-hmm. And it's this obligation mm-hmm. that I had to drop that I don't owe anyone my life. Mm-hmm. I get to own my life and do what I want with it without apology. So that was a shift. That was a big one. It wasn't overnight. I love it so much because it is true. We feel like we, we do owe something to everyone actually. And we end up putting ourselves the last because we're like, oh, I got to do this. But I, I love what you said it was so powerful, really. Just, I don't owe my life to anyone else. And that is so incredibly if you, powerful. If you can shift into that like freedom it's total freedom and then you realize you get to do all the things and I mm-hmm. get to still be and honestly now I'm still doing all the things I was doing before just doing them differently it looks yeah. different 
And and we get to enjoy that space. We get to grow in that space and experiment and think, how is this happening for me instead of, oh, this is all just happening to me? Yes. I think I have that written down on a post-it note here somewhere. It's <laughs> yeah. such a good one. <laughs> yeah, it is. So if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you, where would they find your information? Oh, such a good question. Let's see <laughs> here. We have Latina Docs. Dot com. That's on mm. my Latina Docs website. Okay. And I also have Mudfud Mind Project, two halves of my thing. And and then just drurslang at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest. To okay, me. great. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you spent with us today and all the wisdom that you've shared. Thank you so much. It was Serene, so fun. Such an honor for me. I absolutely love what you're doing. I've love being coached by you. You're phenomenal. So anything that we can do together in the future is I'm all for it. Absolutely. And I I can think of so many ways we can collaborate. So I'm excited as well. Thank you very much. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.